Smartcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Music. Music. Horror. Horror. Subculture. And overall, overall bad ass. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Kettle, to Kettle Whistle, Whistle Radio. Radio. With your hosts, host, host, Dave, Dave and Sean. And Sean. This is Carrie Means, the voice of Frylock, and you're listening to Kettle Whistle Radio. I'm going to welcome right now Todd Killer Wolfson. Do you still go by Killer Wolfson, or is it just Todd Wolfson these days? Um, I go by Killer Wolfson. That's kind of my, you know, I got the idea from, you know, Sato, uh, like a Rob Zombie, where I want to just have that, that. It's kind of my stage name, if you will. And, I mean, people just call me by my real name, too. But I just figured, why not have a stage name? Perfect. Killer Wolfson it is, as far as we're concerned, of, of Just Berry Productions. Writer, director, actor, artist. I've witnessed all of this. Um, I think this is the, uh, the funniest thing i, I got to say. Dude, I know that we have a lot of the same people in common. I'm sure I've met you six times at six different events, and I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> That's a possibility that I, I probably walked right by you and didn't even know. Yeah, a million times. You know? I think, uh, yes, it's one of those things, man. It's just a uh, horror yeah. realm. Uh, where, where else have you worked? Um, horror realm, what else I was mean, Convention. I've been um, Still City. Uh, there you go. Obviously, Gross Fest. Uh, I was a vendor at Gross Fest the first two years. Me too. This year, I just didn't work out. We, I, I didn't get the table in time. I slipped hmm. on that, but I'll be there, you know, as, as a fanboy. Good. And just networking, you know. Yeah, just so you know, folks, it's the um, weekend, July 25th, is Gross Fest at the Washington Hotel in Washington, PA. It's two days, right? Saturday, Sunday? Uh, 
yeah, yeah. this year. Yep. Yeah, that's cool. It's a growing thing. It's a great thing for indie artists like me and you and all the people that show oh, up. Yeah. And when the big heavy hitters show up, that's what our show's about. You know, we get the little guys on, but we play the big guys sometimes, you know? So it's it's nice. Oh yeah, man. But yeah, I appreciate it. Like, oh, sorry. How's your frame? How, what's your frame of mind right now? Um, we're so I've been we've been working on my first feature film, Bad Shit. Yes. For <laughs> over two years, um, two and a half, maybe three years now. Um, it's been a long road, but we're finally at a point where we're at the we're done with the first pass. So okay. once we move to the second pass, you know, you got all the effects and music. So I'm real excited to uh, finally get to that point. Um, and it's been a journey. It's been a long road. We've, been, we've hit a lot of potholes and, you know, all kind of the, the <laughs> typical, you know, stuff that comes with making a film. I mean, it, it, and let me say independent yes. film with a very small budget. Like I'm talking mm-hmm. 3K, under 3K. Um, we... We filmed in a warehouse in Monongahela, PA, for uh, two weeks. I re- yeah, I recognize some of those brutal. locations. I recognize the locations that you have in some of your movies. Yeah. Yeah, we used we. The cool thing about this film is we we just kept thinking about these locations that we knew about around Pittsburgh and around you know outside of it, around the surrounding area, and um, we just kind of you know we went for it and we. We've been working on this, like I said, for a while. Mm-hmm. We not to get a little heavy into it, but we went through a couple uh, different editors, um, and you know, like, like I said, the, these things happen um, oh, when yeah. you're making a film. Um, it's just, but like I said, I'm real excited about it because this is uh, oh, well, first off, it was my first feature, and also, it, oh, it is, it really is okay. I watched all your stuff. I was wondering, so this is considered your first feature. Um, I got to know you a little better when you posted um, the Quarantine of Terror series, which I got a chance to watch. And um, that, to me, was a success. I don't know how it was on your end, because I know, like everything else, at least you're still working right now. A lot of productions are shut down. I hear you, man. Um, I've just been trying to stay busy. Like The whole idea behind the Quarantine of Terror was that my friend Matt, Matthew Dialos is, is a, another DP, a filmmaker, independent filmmaker that I started working with. His company, Shadow Frame Productions, shout out. Um, that, those are the guys who I started with, and that's the reason I bring that up. And we still continue to work together. Um, and he had this idea to make a film during quarantine, and mm-hmm. I was just around that time getting my first camera. And I was like, this is the perfect opportunity to, uh, to make a, a short film and you know, yeah. uh, be creative and uh, do this from from my house. So we just got together with another filmmaker and we decided let's do a little uh, creep show, uh, you know, type Definitely. anthology series with it. That was and fun. It, it was. Wasn't, it was more like just a random. You know, it wasn't something well thought out. It was just a random spur of the moment. Let's do this thing and. It was fun. I, I liked yeah. it. it oh, yeah, cool. man. Very entertaining. It, 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 I like it, how it just changed up. And I, like I told you, this is funny, too, folks. Uh, I go to compliment him, and it backfired. I was like, oh, my God, I went to bed laughing at 3 a.m. because of Gnome, parts <laughs> one through four. J.J. Floor, who I, I, yeah. I happen to be a fan of uh, now. So, I, I, dude, I, I was literally crying, and I was perfectly sober when I watched it that night. That night. And um, I I went to bed laughing. I, I got to show you this. I got to show you. She thought I was insane. My wife thought I was insane for yeah. just, yeah. But go ahead. I'll tell you this. Uh, okay, so you're bringing up the gnome, right? Yes. So originally the gnome wasn't even going to be featured in the quarantine of, of 
loved here, I had just mentioned to Matt, because J.J., the guy who did The Gnome, yeah. he was in a, my first uh, short film called 8-Bit Bloodbath. He yep. was the main protagonist to the antagonist. Absolutely. And he's, he's a really awesome, you know, phenomenal actor, just really, really awesome guy. And um, he could play so many different crazy roles. Yeah. So I saw the one episode of The Gnome and I was hooked. I was like, look, Matt, we got to get these in there somehow. You know, we got to work them in. So that's how that came about. And I figured, you know, we're all a, a group of filmmakers. We all work together. So I figured, why not include everybody Get as many, you know, uh, different artists and directors in there. So yes. that's how that came about. <laughs> I, um, I, I'm a comic book guy too. So we'll talk about we'll talk about Demon Prose a little bit later. Uh, that's one of your yeah, works. Yeah. But yeah, I wanted to get into two. It was 2015's Eight Bit Bloodbath. Billy Blitzkrieg was the killer, I believe. Yes. Yep. Very unique <laughs> take on it, folks. If you if you're into indie anything, you gotta check out what they did here. Um, I just love the old school Nintendo paddles and shit. Um, the old school arcade sounds, and of course JJ Floor <laughs> verse. Uh, what what's the killer's name? Uh, the, the the actor's name actually. Oh, uh, Daniel Andre. Okay. And he's actually. I'll tell you a little background story on that uh, for for listeners that uh, the muse for the whole for Ape Bloodbath was my friend. Uh, Dan Andre, he was—he literally was the the killer. I'm not really the killer, but you know, <laughs> he was the video game nerd, and he was the muse for the whole thing for the. Because we would literally, we'll sit there and play old uh, Mario Brothers, you know, <laughs> all these old retro Nintendo games, and I just was thinking about um, what was I thinking about the the Power Globe, right? Yeah. And I know it's been done in like in Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, was it Freddy's Dead? That's um, right. That's right. Stuff, like, you know, you're playing with power and all that. So <laughs> I, I literally, I, I just, it just hit me. I was like, wait a minute. What if there was a, a, a Nintendo retro slasher, right? If you will. And I always incorporate like demonology into a lot of my, a lot of my stories. Yeah. Blood Relic, so, Blood Relic from yeah. Quarantine of Terror. Blood Relic, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right. Another one. So like, I, I was like, how can I resurrect or make this uh, an immortal slasher like Jason Voorhees? And I was thinking, like, well, maybe I'll just, since this was my first short film, I, I wanted to keep it real basic. Mm -hmm. I, I figured, you know, well, let's do a slasher, but let's put a twist on that. Let's make it that this is a video game nerd who is, he's um, invited to a Halloween party. And it's really a, say, uh, not a seance, but a, um, a demon ritual. resurrection, <laughs> you know, ritual. Yeah. You know? So basically, yeah, he's wearing the power glove to the party because, you know, he's a video game nerd. <laughs> and next thing you know, he just, he, become, he comes back as the demon, 8-bit demon slasher, Billy Blitzkrieg. Yep. Seeking revenge on, you know, all the, all the uh, people that did him wrong. And if you get in his way, he'll just, <laughs> the other thing I'll, I'll say that I, came up with that i like that i knew a lot of the old head you know retro old heads would appreciate is yeah. i took all the weapons from other video you know from mega man yep. castlevania mario brothers i just took all the weapons that from those games and I, I, that was like you went to the menu screen like an rpg yes. style old just school would pick each weapon yes 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, that was that was really cool. It yeah. was to me. It brought back a uh, Legend of Zelda uh, moments, you know, yeah. uh, big time. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I love uh, Jenkins. Was probably my one of my favorite actors in that one. Yeah. Um, and I, I yeah. st- stuck around for the credits. So I'm not going to say anything else. Uh, he was funny, um, but I also love the descent. That, I can't say it, but the descent scene. We'll just say that. You know what I'm talking about. Anyway, yeah. that was so cool. Uh, <laughs> and then even after that, I'm going to dare say you guys went a little blue ghost, Star Wars style, but I'm not going to say anything else. <laughs> you probably didn't even know you did that. <laughs> I, I appreciate that. I never would have noticed that, that reference. But, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. Cool, yeah, I'm kind of off the Star Wars thing for a while here. Uh, let's see. But let's get into uh, well, sounds. All right, I wanted to get into bad shit a little bit, but you got a lot of bands going on here, too. Uh, Rebel Flesh, yeah. Rebel Flesh being, uh, I guess they have one song from Batshit, or are they doing more than that? Um, no, they just have that one song um, that it's it's funny because I'll mention Rebel Flesh. Um, that's one of the first bands that I had featured music in, in my first film, Ape of Bloodbath. So they have a song in that movie. I try to just bring them back for almost all of my, my movies. If, if I can... And they're really awesome, cool guys, very talented. I know the drummer, Mike, and he just basically, he's just a hell of a guy. He reached out to, to all the horror fans, horror community, and I noticed that he was doing that for, for a while. And I, I figured, you know, hey, I'll shoot him a message and see if he'd be interested in, yeah. you know, having us feature his music in, in my movies. And he was just, like, super supportive, super cool guy. Okay. He said, oh, yeah, you could always use our, our music. The lead singer's awesome. They're all really talented, awesome guys. And uh, I really dig that. Uh, I'm real... I'm big into punk rock stuff, uh, Ramones, Misfits, that type of. Yes. And I really got that vibe from them. And, you know, they're just really very original, talented guys. And oh, yeah. I'm honored to have them featured in, in my movies. And uh, they wrote that batch. I, the funny thing about that, <laughs> I'll say real quick, is that so the, the lead singer, Jeremiah, sent me a demo, uh, just acoustic. Just acoustic with him singing, and I, as soon as I, I heard it, it was like I was automatically like enthralled. I was in love with it. I was just <laughs> like, this is like a Ramones, you know, song. It's just real catchy, really fun. I was, I was gonna hit on that later on. Is that the one with Sam Hain, uh, the, the kind of a Ramones tribute, the Halloween and Beat on the Brat medley type of thing? Oh no, actually, that's another band. That's a, um, they're not. That's the Jasons. Uh, the Jasons. From Texas. The Jasons. Um, the other band that you're talking about, um, they're the, that's the Jasons. Yeah. They're, they all wear Jason uh, mask, and uh, it's very Ramones core. Uh, that's another really cool band. And I was going to say local, but they're not. Um, but they're not far. They're in West Virginia. I want to say West Virginia. I might be, excuse me, I might be wrong about that, but I know they're, they're like in the tri-state area. Um, the Jasons always come around Pittsburgh and play. Cool. I've seen them over the years at Halloween events. All right. And I just approached them and really cool guys too. And they were like, "Yeah, you could use our music, you know, feature us, you know." They say, "Just pass the royalties when you're when you're big time." There you go. <laughs> there you go. But no, yeah, they're, they're another another uh, really great artist that. I like featuring in, in our, our films. This is all, actually, the, all of this is kettle whistle material. Um, all of it. That's why we do what we do. It's, and, and when you can get bands to uh, also, you know, uh, I, I guess, uh, reciprocate, you know, it's it's the coolest thing. It should all come together like that. Yeah. And, and like, I guess you're a Rob Zombie fan. I, I, we've had Power Man on the show several times. Uh, but uh, yeah, Rob, Rob, 
Rob Zombie, like, that's what he, I mean, it's all about the music. Like, he, he knows, he even took shit for his films looking gritty when he tried to make them look gritty. It's, like, so ridiculous. Yeah. But when the music coincides, it just makes it that much more powerful, I think. And you accomplished that. Uh, without, uh, let's take a quick, quick break here and give them a taste of uh, Rebel Flesh, okay? From your upcoming film, Bat Shit, correct? Yep. Hell yeah. All right. Well, folks, friends and fiends, we'll get right back to you with Todd Killer Wolfson, director, actor, writer, and, well, you're going to see Batchet real soon, and here's the theme.
right, we're back. Hope you guys like Rebel Flesh. That was batshit from the upcoming film. Batshit. With Todd Killer Wilson, who's here with me right now. And Mr. Mr. Horror Director, Punk Rock Guy, what is your favorite, what movie is, I guess, your favorite during this uh, 2020 quarantine season that we have? It's got even older new. What are you watching? Okay, so the, my favorite, I'll say newer directors of the horror genre that I've been watching lately. One, and I don't know, I totally forget his name, but he did. He made a movie called Bliss. Oh, B-L-I-S-S, excellent, excellent that film. That movie was... So brutal. I don't. I don't want to say much because I don't want to give anything away. But it's so beautifully shot, cinematography wise, and the story is so brutal. Yes, yes. It hits you in the face. It slaps you a couple times. It's really good. I I really. I cannot stress. Check out Bliss. Yes, it's it's really good. That he also directed another one called BFW, and Mm. that's more of a. you know, Rutger Hauer. It's a really good cast. Ah, oh, Rutger. And it's more of a, a... I'm trying to think of uh, what to compare it to. I would say Hobo with a Shotgun. I oh, get that yeah. kind sure. of vibe with it. Okay. So if, you've, if you guys have seen Hobo with a Shotgun, but if you haven't seen that, I'd say just check out this both those films because they're both really... <laughs> like, I used that word already, brutal, but brutal. It's, it's very brutal, just visceral, in your face. You know, there's no messing around. This is what... They're doing it. It, it, it. I love it. So I think yeah. that, that and I'll say like one other one, just because off the top of my head, that I recently watched. And now they made a movie called Guns Akim, Kimbo, Kimbo hmm. with um, the guy uh, from Harry Potter. And I I was blown away with that film. Wait, which which guy? Uh, which guy from Harry was, Potter? Um, I know. I, I'm, tr- I'm having right now... That's all right. We'll come I'm back to it. Of the director names, but I'm terrible with that with names. Okay. But uh, this guy, he also did Deathgasm, which is another really yes. Me, I want to say he's from Australia, <laughs> uh, but I know that that uh, the Deathgasm was all about demons and yep. uh, metal band like they resur- uh, resurrect or yep. you know uh, uh, demon passage and all these demons come out and they got to fight the demons. It was badass. That's a fun so movie. That's a fun oh, movie. Yeah, I'll, I'll, that's been around for a couple of years now. It's but it's it goes under yeah, the radar. It goes under the radar quite a bit. Yeah, um, I, I brought that up because he, he did that new one in 2020, the Guns Akimbo, which is completely different than the, the uh, Deathgasm movie, but it's still really badass. Um, <laughs> uh, what's her name? Uh, I'm having a brain fart. I can't I, think of her name right now, but. Um, She's a really good actress. She was in this, and she plays, I don't want to say too much, but it's basically like this online game where they have Hitman, you know, hit. Uh, they have to go fight each other to the death. And, I mean, it's it's brutal. I mean, it's it's crazy. Like, I don't want to say too much. Just go out there and watch it. It's, that, it's that badass. Sounds, I love it. We, we talked about Colossus. Did you watch that one? You know what? That's funny because like I've known about that movie for a long time. And yeah, I, I still haven't seen it. It's on my list. I'm gonna check that out since you had just mentioned that. I'm it's gonna... it's not great, but we look at things on a different level from an indie level. It's great. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. a fun ass movie. Where, is that the one where like uh, the the girl like she is like her movements? She's controlling a monster or kind of big like. It's like a uh, a bad love affair meets kaiju monsters. I can't explain it any yeah, other way. <laughs> or something. Yeah, yeah. 
and That's this cool. it's a good one. That's a good read. All right, these are good. Uh, my favorite right now, 2020, is a movie. It was turned on by uh, last guest we had, really cool guest. Godzillionaire are on the soundtrack, and uh, Chino Moreno from Deftones, who we love here. Um, did, he actually he is the production designer. I think he is the sound engineer on the movie itself. Uh, it's called I'm Only Fucking With You. Oh, yeah, I'm Only Fucking With You by um, Adam Mason. And he also did, um, oh, God, he did uh, another one, too, um, They Come Knocking. But, yeah, I'm really liking um, I'm Only Fucking With You. I think I see the new face of horror there. Like, we haven't seen a new Jason or a Michael Myers or, you know, even like an Anthony Perkins type. This is a new type of killer. Very cool. Very funny. I, you'll like this movie. I'm definitely going to check that out, man. That sounds really awesome. Yes, that's my pick right now. I enjoyed that. And those guys from Godzillionaire turned me on to it. Uh, that's uh, uh, Mark Hennessy from a little band called Paw back in the 90s. P-A-W, Paw, during the grunge days. Yeah, they, they he does a song in there, too. It's freaking, it's a good good movie. Um, and also, too, on that, I, I should ask you, I didn't ask you this straight up, during this quarantine, how are you and your family and friends doing? Oh, thank you for asking. Yeah. Uh, we're all doing good. Uh, it, it's been it's been stressful. Uh, at, like, when this first hit, so I, I don't want to get too into it, but right. know, I, I live with, I do live at home with parents that are sick. Oh, man. I, already sick. My I'm dad sorry. is already, uh, yeah, no, I'm sorry. I mean, like, he has Parkinson's and uh, oh. dementia. And Jesus. Diabetes and... I don't, I'll just leave it at that. But, um, so he has, uh, quite uh, a handful of illnesses. So, um, and it's just like, I was working, I worked for a big, uh, bank, a big corporation. And, um, it, they basically were overworking us, making us work 10 hour shifts, basically just typical, typical bullshit with these big corporations. I won't get into it it's all right i i came from that i used to, i used to work for a big yeah. bank too yeah i know you, you feel me on that yeah it's yeah. like they don't care about you you're no. just a number oh yeah you're, you're, you're you know you're expendable disposable you know? heroes my friend yes yeah exactly so yeah i've been at first i started when, when this all hit i guess was it back in uh late march or february um yeah. i was like really stressed out freaking out um, worried about my family, worried about everything. And what it, what it did was really crazy. What happened for me personally was that it inspired me and motivated me even more knowing that even though we're, it was a pandemic and a really messed, it's really, you know, messed up time. Right. I would, I became even more creative and I came up with all these, all these other new ideas and just, you know, died back into old ideas and worked on, uh, my feature and, all kind of stuff. I just was like, wow, let's just, you know what? Instead of um, being all down in the dumps, I'm going to actually be productive and, you know, get stuff done. Uh, hence the, you know, the quarantine of terror. Yeah. And I'm working on a new short film called The Jello. Yes. About a gelatin monster. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I, my creativity, even during a, a pandemic, uh, something like this does not, it didn't even affect me. I mean, it obviously. Like I said, at first it, it, it hit me hard. Right. Um, but it was kind of like one of those things whenever you're, you know, my best, the best way to the metaphor for it would be like, you know, when you're depressed and, you know, you go through those like phases of you're depressed and then you get, ha you, you spike and you're, not everyone's the same, but for me, I get like motivated. I get like, yeah. uh, 
a rush of like, okay, now I want to be, I want to do shit. I, I want to stop being down in, down in the dumps about what's going on, whether it's a pandemic or, you yes. know, or just whatever. So yeah, this definitely, I'm not saying that I'm, you know, I'm definitely not happy about the, what's going on right now, but I will say that it helped. If anything, it helped me, it motivated me even more to the point where I'm like, okay, when this shit, when this stupid thing's over, I'm ready to like conquer the world. You know what I mean? I'm like, I already was. Yeah. Right. So I was already like motivated before, but it's just, isn't that, I don't know. It's crazy. I know it's, it's batshit crazy, but I really, really, I know. know, I'm going to keep doing these. That's all. No, it's, it's, but it comes from a real place. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's just, that's what, that's how it, it happened for me. And, uh, it's just, I don't know. It's crazy. Uh, but no, it, I really think instead of, you know, I made a little uh, video talking about my experiences with um, the quarantine and, and making a film. And uh, it was just like a five, maybe under five minutes little video I made. One of my first probably real vlogs, you know. Yeah. And I was just being real about it. Like I'm talking to you now. I It really just kind of it makes you really, you take a a few steps back and you think about what's important, you know, in life, you know, what is really, you know, your family, your friends, you know, and, and you kind of like, you really, not to get all like emotional, but it's like, like, wow, look, man, I don't want to sit here and bitch and cry about it. I want to do something. Yeah. And, you know, so I just, that was, that's kind of for me personally, I don't know for everyone else, but the court, um, the, this whole virus pandemic thing, like I, I just, not sounding like a broken record, but that really, that's what it did for me. It motivated me to just keep going, like saying, I want to keep going, man. I want to, I want to kick some ass, you know? Makes perfect sense. Uh, everything you said. And I knew that I wanted to talk to you after you said something similar uh, about indie artists. It was at the tail end of one of the films, and I can't remember which one now, but it struck me. Do you remember where you, you give you a little PSA at the end for indie artists? It was at the end of a film. I don't know if it was Quarantine of Terror. Oh, was it at the end of Quarantine of Terror? I think it was. No, it was for Quarantine of Terror. That's, you know what? That's exactly what I was just talking about. It's yeah. Literally, it was. I was gonna. Um, that's, I should have put that in the Quarantine of Terror. I didn't think about. That. I was gonna actually put um, it at the end. I was gonna put it at the end of this episode, yeah. actually. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I don't care. That's cool. That'd be awesome. I. It's on YouTube. Posted it. I just figured. You know what the hell? I mean. It's like I don't ever do these. I'm 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 brand new to this whole vlogging thing. I'm usually the guy behind the camera, and I don't, you know, it, it's one of those things where. But I figured, you know, for my company, I wanted to start, you know, like I was talking to Austin Burkhardt, who is my producer slash business partner for Just Buried, and he was like, "Well, you need to start being putting yourself out there um, and mm-hmm. making more videos." And, um, you know, you know how you look at like the, and I'll talk about Zombisha and my mascots. That's that's kind of what, why I had a mascot, but not to jump the gun, but um, yeah, yeah. Well, it, and that was Lloyd, like Lloyd Kaufman, right? Oh, nice. So to kind of tie it into all that, uh, one of my you know big inspirations of independent cinema was always Troma and Lloyd Kaufman, and I kind of. Um, you know, I have a lot of in- inspirations, but um, that one kind of, I followed the steps of what he did and what he's doing, and I was like, well, he's got this, his Tromets, 
Um, and I came up with this idea for the, the mascot of my company. Well, the first one is Zombie Show, which is a yeah, yeah. zombie girl. She's the spokesmodel and necromancer of the undead. So anytime you're at like a convention, any convention, uh, um, you know, that we're at, um, the next one would be, I'll, I'll just, I'll just, you know, say this now. We're going to be at living, uh, the living dead weekend in Roval Mall. And that's in, they, that's postponed to November. Uh, I forget the date. Oh, okay. Thank you for that. Cool. Yeah, we'll be there. And I, she's always there. Um, she's kind of our, like I said, she's our spokesmodel, if you will. Like she, I'm not really good at, you know, <laughs> talking about the company. So, so, um, right now I'm actually, there's a lot of things I'm like working on, um, to build the company. And one of them is we're working on a, a website, uh, where you can go everyone, a central website where everyone can go to, but that's still under construction. We're still working on that. For right now, I'd say the best place to go would be just the, the Facebook page, Just Berry Productions, and and the YouTube, which I'm trying to do, you know, get more subscribers and build that up. So I would say Facebook, we're, we're on pretty much almost every other, you know, social media outlet. We're on Twitter, cool. uh, Just Berry Prod. Um, what else? Instagram, under my name, Killer Wolfson. That works. And um, I'd say that's mainly, like, Just I would say just go to the Facebook page for any upcoming news right now uh-huh. until we have the actual website. And I'll go I'll go back not to uh, cut you off, but what I was yeah. I was talking about cool. just a second ago, um, we made promotional videos uh, before before this all went down. The pandemic, we had started making promotional videos for the company, which had Zombisha and one of our other new. Uh, mascots of the company I came up with called his name is uh, Zombro and Zombro is kind of a, a surfer stoner zombie and he's just <laughs> another he's, yeah it's just another like it, it adds to the the humor of it all you know it's, it's real campy the, the promotional videos are real campy but it gets the point across you know we're just zombie she, she does most of the talking and I just kind of show up you know really? so it's like one of those things where you know think of it like those um I was trying to go for like an Elvira type deal, you know, where you have, you know, that kind of thing. And so we'll be, um, hopefully over the next couple months or so, those promotional videos will finally come out. I'll start posting them and that'll be all about what's coming new from just buried, um, from the comic book to the, to bad shit and all that stuff. So that's, I've been, you know, that's one thing I've been working on as well. And, um, the uh, other thing I'll mention, uh, you'll probably ask about it. I'll just throw it out there, but we, I'm already, I've been working on the trailer for my next feature film called spooky party bros. And I'm really excited about that spooky party brothers or bros. Um, some people call it other things, but that's all right. Um, but the thing is, it's, it's a throwback to, uh, the eighties monster, uh, movies, like I'll say night of the demons and nice. I could keep yeah. going like, uh, ghoulies, stuff like that. Yeah. So but I'm just really excited, um, about working on that. And, and the reason I bring that up is cause, um, we had started working on that trailer and, uh, the promo videos and, you know, other stuff that we needed for batshit, my first film. And we were, we were at the, pretty much at the finish line for all three of those things 
and then the pandemic hit yeah. and I was like, Oh, come on, man. So I'm really excited now because now we got back on, on track and, uh, we're, you know, we're finally starting to make progress again. We, uh-huh. finished, we finished the trailer, um, for the, the next, for spooky for my next film and batshit, like I said earlier, it's, um, we'll, mm-hmm. we're crossing our fingers. I don't want to give like a date, but we're looking at hopefully, um, October, but I mean, that's, you know, that, that's kind of where we're at with cool. that. And, um, yeah, so I'm excited to, you know, just to, like I said, just to get back on track and, uh, be able to make, you know, create art and, uh, you know, keep, keep working on that stuff. Awesome. I, yeah, it sounds like you are. Well, you have your irons in a lot of fires, which I I love, and I like watching all this come together. Like you, this comic book, Demon Prose. I got I got a glimpse of that, four pages, whatever it was, and I really, really, really dig the art, and I like where the story's going. I will be purchasing De- Demon Prose, but you have your comic books. You've got levels. You've got Claymation, Just Berry Productions. I love yeah. your promo. <laughs> got to ask you about that. But you got bands. Oh, yeah. You got bands. You got horror movies. You got comedy. Now you just you have this culmination of stuff. You're bringing it all together into one neat package. Who does your Claymation? Was that you? No, actually, <laughs> no. Um, I had my the original uh, composer. He also did my uh, poster art. His name's Carlo Ojampa. And I could send you, I'll even like send you his Facebook and information if you want to post it. Just cool. to shout out to Carl. Because Carl was one of the, one of my first uh, big, I'll, I'll, I'll be calling like their, my secret weapons, you know. <laughs> like my, you know, he, he's a warlock of, he does synth, he, he's a composer, he does a lot of awesome music. He also did the poster art. Uh, I just asked him, he randomly did the poster art for Ape Bloodbath and Sponge. And he kicked ass. And, uh, he did an awesome job on that. And yeah, he did the uh, Rape of Bloodbath. He did all of the 8 bit animation. Yeah. So this guy, he has a lot of a lot of talents uh, under his belt. He's you know he can do the 8 bit like I said 8 bit animation, um, claymation, all that stuff. So and I'm honestly at, I'm at like this point where I want to keep using i want to keep uh having these things because practical yeah. effects and the claymation stuff i love that i absolutely a lot of that stuff so if i can bring that back yeah uh even if it's just in my films you know i'll be happy i, I mean, mean I, I know it's yeah john carpenter's the thing is the best example of practical effects and it is oh, the, it's the godfather it is uh, oh, and yeah. and they do that prequel you know what i enjoy the prequel for the story the cgi took me right out of it though so. Yeah, I always saw parts of that the remake. I was just randomly was walking by the TV. It was on. Yeah, and I saw the monster. The monster was cool, but I know what you mean. It was. Yeah. It, yeah, I don't like that when they overdo. Uh, overdo. Overdo. Yeah, but I, I got to yeah. say now I do have a favorite among your stuff so far, and it is Sponge. Sponge. Yeah. <laughs> say it. <laughs> <laughs> but you got to go. Ja. Anyway, but no, that that thing is awesome about bloodthirsty sponges, folks. Now, I've already talked about, you may not know this one, but Attack of the Killer Donuts featuring C. Thomas Howell. (laughs) Yes, I did pay to see this movie. Uh, It was fun. It's silly. It's stupid. But I enjoy Sponge so much more. And maybe because it's shorter where in, you know, Attack of the Killer Donuts is too much of a funny thing. Sponge, you have it just perfectly paced out where it's hysterical. 
and I love the monsters. The monsters are great. And I just got to say this too. Um, th- thus proving, kids, that those juvenile pranks that made you belly laugh inappropriately while you're in the cafeteria at school, it can actually make you money. <laughs> yeah, I. You know what? My goal, honestly, with Sponge and with all my films, is to entertain. Yes. I just want to make people. I want to entertain you. I don't like you know all all my. I don't want to get like super into it, but super hardcore into it, but. Most of my stories also like they always have elements of comedy, yeah. and and are, you, know, you got to have the comedy factor in there because I believe that comedy and horror it's like you know tragedy, um, you know tragedy and comedy it's just they go hand in hand. I mean, I honestly like and I most of my stories too. Like, like Sponge, for example, was just a fun little <laughs> thing I came up with, and I was like, let's just do this, you know, let's have fun with it. And you no, know, I did get a lot of. I didn't, you know, win any awards or anything, but you should have. Thank you for my. What I got out of it was that I appreciate. Was when we first took it, or we took Sponge to a, a local, um, the Haunted Oaks Festival, right? And the audience reaction, man, and hearing people say Sponge, yes, uh, John, like, you know, and I'm just like that for me, honestly, as an artist, dude, like just as a person. Like, I was so happy. I was grateful. I was like, dude, people actually enjoy what I what I created, what I made. And they're, you know, whether it's so silly, but, yes. you know, at the same time, it's like, if I can make an impact on people that way, I, I will. Because a lot of my stories, you know, other than Sponge, yeah. it's like Sponge is the goofy, silly stuff. But, uh, you know, when I, I do my features, they do have that side of, that silly side in there always. Yeah. Always. But I, I like to... All my stories about underdogs, they all have that theme, that central theme, because I, like I said, I'm not going to get heavy into it, but everybody has to battle, have, at most, at one point in their life, they've battled their own, uh, we'll call them inner demons, you know, oh. these things. Uh, how much time, how much time do you have? How, how much time? <laughs> I know, it's like, I could go for like three hours on this, no, I could go all day on this topic, so it's like, I really, but I just, I will say... It's like, damn, like you sit there and, and, you know, you come up with these ideas, but they're all extensions of, of who you are. For me, they're all, you know, these, it's like things that you've gone through and, uh, through life. And, um, but it's all, I like talk, I like always having these weird, you know, uh, these weirdo, uh, underdog characters that you would never would think would be the ones that fight back. Yeah. Because you can't judge a book by its cover and you don't know. Like, so it's just, you kind of, you have uh and for sponge i they said well, sponge was more of just like i just was starting out it was my second my second short film and most of the people in there were friends we weren't even like it was like yeah these these friends they also made films but i was like hey you want to play this character and they're like yeah sure and we just had so much fun with it it was another one of those you want to talk about um uh, you know, shoe, what's the word? Shoestring budget or like, you know, a, a can of beans. <laughs> I hear you. It was like $100, $200 that we spent on Sponge. Like, literally, like, I mean, I spent more money on uh, the effects and music and stuff like that than I did on. So, but I think the whole thing of what I'm trying to get at is we had fun. We had so much fun making the film. And, and I, I just really appreciate that, you know, yeah. if I could just get. And um, somewhere in all that, you balance out what you got to do next yeah. time, you know? 
you figure it out. Like, oh, this time the, the music is perfect on this one, but you know, we got to get better with the script on that one. You balance it out, and eventually you get something like yeah. batshit, which I can't wait to see. We're going to talk more about that because I have some questions there for sure. Um, but I, I, I'm going to play sure. something right now uh, from a guy that blew me away, another musician. I, we like to mix it up here a little bit, introduce you to some other things because they'll be supporting you as well. Uh, a guy by the name of Eric Pellegrini. He's a, a, a rock guitarist, metal guitarist, death metal uh, enthusiast, I'll say. Um, there's a lot. He'll be on the show soon. We're going to play. He does a version of the Kraken theme from the Pirates of the Caribbean. And it's it's outrageously badass. We're gonna listen to that, but then we're gonna come back and with and finish and wrap things up here with Killer Wolfson and Bat Shit. Thanks for listening, guys.
was Eric Pellegrini, a new friend to the show. Uh, he'll be on the show at some point. That was Kraken, uh, the Pirates of the Caribbean version, but definitely the death metal version, if you will. It's more metal, but we'll see what you guys have to say. But uh, let's talk comic books real quick here, guys. I, um, I, there's a guy I want to talk about, actually, Bob Hoagland, who's my artist. Bob Hoagland might be a friend of yours. He's done a lot of the same shows, Todd. Sitting here with Todd Killer Wolfson. He's actually sitting here with me right now. We're talking about all kinds of stuff. And you don't want to hear all the good stuff off the air. But right now, I want to get into his comic book, Demon Pros. But I've got to mention a few things here. Like we have one out right now. Myself and artist Bob Hoagland called Dr. Peeler, Demon Psychiatrist. It's out at burningbulbcomics.com. Um, and it's 32 pages. It's going to be an ongoing series about a psychiatrist after the apocalypse who may or may not be a demon helping who may or may not be humans. But it's out now, folks. Help the cause. On comic books, um, other than what you're working on, Mr. Wolfson, um, what comic book are you reading anything right now? So I, I was on, I pretty much, I go on like these hiatus thing, like where I, you know, I was, I was checking, I was collecting graphic novels for a while. And I just kind of, I don't know why, but I just kind of stopped doing it. But I kind of want to get back into it. But yeah. when I was collecting them, I was big into Hellboy. Uh, I'm even looking at my some of my comic books right now, what I have. Hack Slash. I like Hack Slash. I remember that. Uh, uh, Evil Ernie. Oh, yeah. Ernie. I've got all the original ones, man. Big, um, big oh, fan. Badass. I only have the, I have a few of the original comics that I yeah. found at I, uh, not eyes, uh, new dimension. Of course. And, uh, um, yeah, I'm not like a hardcore comic book guy, actually. I only, I just started getting into it maybe five years ago. Okay. But I, I really love Dark Horse. That's oh, one yeah. Of my they were the, in, the um, original independent comics, man. When I was in the 80s, yeah. uh, in the 80s, I was collecting, I have a, a lot of the original Dark Horse stuff, man. A Dark lot. Is, uh, shit. Oh, I, I got that. all their horror stuff, man. They've got a lot of good horror yeah. stuff. Yes. Yes. Hell yeah. Like, I don't know, I could just say a few more. Uh, I know that I was into The Preacher for a little bit there. I was reading The Preacher. Uh, you know, I'm into all kind of stuff. I mean, the, obviously, they were doing the, when they were doing the Army of Darkness, uh, you know, the Evil Dead ones, I, I was collecting those. Can you, I have the... Uh, can you read that? Ash versus, right, uh, Jason, Ash versus, uh, I'm messing that all up. Can oh, you, nice. Can you see yeah, that? Or is, is it backwards for you? Yeah, yeah I can see it. Yeah. Attacks, first Dude, hell yeah. Sam Keith. Yeah. Yeah, dude, I'm like, I'm big into all that stuff. I mean, I, I was, like I said, I was collecting a bunch of different, I like just going to the comic book store and, yeah. and uh, seeing what I could find. I mean, sometimes you just look, it's kind of, I'll compare it to like, like, I, I go into tangents that you haven't noticed already, <laughs> but you go to like, remember when you go to the, this is going back, like the early 90s, when you go to the NRM, yeah. you could like, Pick up a, uh, a record, uh, well, I mean a, a CD. Let me, I, I gotta okay. I gotta clarify that for other folks, because uh, where I came from, it was yeah. Sam Goody. Nash, National Record Sam Mart, was, NRM was big in Western PA. And I, they might have been in Philly, too, I'm not sure. Uh, but hey, we, you're right about that. Were they actually, were they national? I don't know. Uh, but um, well, so we had Sam Goody, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Um, they they, they might have been national. I'm not sure <laughs> I about don't know. that. All I know is, some reason, like, I don't know why, but we didn't have too many Sam Goodies in Pittsburgh. That I knew there was maybe one or two that I remember. Yeah. But I always went to NRM or a couple other local ones. But yep, yep. the whole but the whole point of what I was getting at was 
I can compare it to music and I compare it to DVDs, whatever, you know, you would just pick up a DVD or a CD and you look at it, you look at the, for a CD, you look at the band, you look at the cover, right? Right. And you're like, wow, this is a cool, it's a really cool cover, you know? <laughs> yeah. And then you look at the back and you're just getting all into the, the song titles, the tracks, you know, and you're like, like, I wonder if I could get into this. So the whole thing about it, it's like kind of like the hunt for awesome, you uh, know, yes. uh, physical media, whether it's uh, a graphic novel or whatever. So I love that. And when I would go to places like uh, Ides or uh, I would say New Dimension comic books, uh, you know, I would just randomly just grab something and be like, whoa, I don't know what the hell this is, but it, <laughs> it looks pretty sweet. And I would just go for it. I'd buy it. Sometimes, you know, it's hit or miss, but oh, yeah. you know, it depends on Usually you, you know what you're into, what yes. you like. Yes, indeed. So you are correct. I like those companies like Dark Horse and, you know, stuff like that. But, uh, I mean, you, that's... Do you like uh, IDW? Yeah. I like IDW, Mars Attacks. Yeah, um, I don't have too many IDW ones, but I definitely like them. This one here, um, this is my latest uh, Oni Press or O-N-I. Did you? I picked up Rogue, yeah. Rogue Planet, issue one, and I'm, I already... Issue two is in my mailbox somewhere. Um, this was great. You just look at the artwork. I, I, I can show you, but as an artist yourself, uh, la, 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 la. but just look at the, the aliens there. It's all just basically uh, an alien planet. Uh, humans show up and all kinds of nastiness happen and they have their own religion and everything else. It's very different. Rogue Planet by Colin Bunn, Andy McDonald, and Nick Filardi. That's something uh, I'm excited about. Not that. Really not, uh, gotta check that out. I gotta give a, a quick shout out to some of the music you hear in the background to my buddy. Uh, Char- I, I, you'll, you'll like this too. Um, uh, Charlie Fleming, if you know him from uh, the DriveThroughRPG.com, he does a lot of our music with his bands. Uh, he has one called Klaus von Klaus. I'm sorry, Klaus von Klaus and the Dogma Five. Guys, you hear that in the background, along with our theme, which was uh, by Electric Prawn, and that was also Charlie Fleming. He is redoing, currently in production, and I think it's going to be finishing by the end of July. Are you familiar with, this? I think, a 70s flick, a schlock flick called Blood Freak? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. He's remaking that okay. right now. You said Blood Freak. I have to give a shout-out. I have to. <laughs> um, first off, Tim Gross. Yeah. And... <laughs> Yeah. And, uh, boy, they're making a, they, uh, I guess, I guess it's a remake of, yeah, it's a remake that's, of Blood Freak. That's them. And that's, I'm that's actually, the same, same crew, same I'm crew. In it. <laughs> I have a, a, a rule, I, I get, I don't want to say too much, but yeah. I just say it's not a happy ending for me. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so shout out to them, like, they're going to be preparing Blood, they're, their version of Blood Freak at yep. Gross Fest. Gross Fest, folks, um, July 25th. July 25th. Look up Gross Fest. I didn't know you were involved till just now. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. Well, we should close out here talking about bat shit because I got questions. First of all, all right, you got a guy. Let's talk about Felix and the actor playing Felix, the lead guy in bat shit. Yeah, Jerry Petrola. Ah, I always butcher his name. Jerry Pitrola. Jerry Pitrola. And he's a very talented. Uh, I actually met him through uh, going to 48-hour film festivals, and that's where it all started, really, for me. Um, you know, I, I was going to make films however I could, you know, uh, but I I would go to these festivals and I would meet. Actually, I met um, also one of the other main actors that's involved heavy with Bad Shit is David O. Gradowski. 
So David Ogredowski is one of the other main characters. He's he's actually uh, one of the main villains in the film that, that gives Jerry's character hell. And Jerry's character, Felix, Felix Darby, is basically my version of uh, Bruce Campbell, Ash from <laughs> Evil Dead. Nice. So, I mean, my own version. I'm not going to say he is that character, but I was going for that type of Evil Dead meets... Um, Nightmare on Elm Street, Beetlejuice. I can keep going. List goes on and on. But, <laughs> but yeah, back to Jerry. He's just. I saw him in a short film at one of the festivals, and he played like this mad scientist. And I was just like, he's very versatile with his body uh, language and with the reactions. And uh, I just thought he'd be perfect to play like a role where he's in batshit. He's playing two roles. He's playing himself uh, as uh, Felix uh-huh. and then there's a ghost form his evil ghost form is like his, his ultimate nemesis <laughs> which you know you have to fight at the end but I don't want to get too yeah. into it already <laughs> yeah don't give but, away yeah, too much um, yeah. I just I, I saw evil puppets and I was in so but the guy he right. he is he's a character himself just looking at the Felix character I mean he that'll draw you right in folks when you see the trailer um, are you a Shining fan the Shining Stephen King Oh hell yeah! Yeah, yeah well, <laughs> I, I pay. I I'm not gonna say how I picked up on that little uh, nuance. <laughs> um, oh yeah, he's definitely influence of, of The Shining in, in this film. Excellent, creepy puppets. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, he also co- he helped he helped me he co-wrote with me he, uh, the film and he also helped uh, co-direct and he was a big part of that shit. He, okay. He both basically me and Dave and uh, I. I came to Dave with, uh, I met him at a festival as well, and I came to him, uh, I liked what, it's the same thing with Jerry, I liked Dave in one of his short films, and I thought he was brilliant as a villain, and I was like, Dave, <laughs> I have this idea, and I came to him with bad shit, the first skeleton draft of bad shit, mm-hmm. which is all the crazy stuff that happens, and uh, I'll just back it up a little, Jerry, uh, his character Felix is, basically, without saying too much, he, he takes a hallucination hallucinogenic drug and he I, I say that because I don't want to give away too much right. we'll just say that yeah, don't. and all this crazy stuff happens he's fighting off all of his inner demons and one of the inner demons you know it could be anything from his high school coach <laughs> to a killer cherry pie uh, singing zombies whatever so like they're all just torturing him this whole time in this you know messed up nightmare road and David Ogredowski's character is the doctor, his doctor, who's prescribing him this drug um, called Zenfal. And Zenfal is like this trippy, loosening like drug that just, you know, it's really messing with him. And the whole thing is like David really uh, makes the character just, he really messes with Jerry's character. Uh, and he's definitely one of the main villains uh, besides uh, Jerry's ghost. And yeah. yeah, it really, I'm excited to. It, like I said, it's got a lot of different elements from things that I'm into. Like I mentioned Evil Dead and right. Nightmare on Elm Street and all that stuff that I grew up on. So, yeah, I'm excited. Uh, a lot of talented. We had we brought together the whole community of like of my of Pittsburgh that of people that we knew that would be interested and, and were available, and we just brought them together, put them in a warehouse, and we filmed, filmed like I said, two weeks in, in this warehouse in Monongahela and. Um, I'm excited to uh, finally. We're almost at the finish line with this. That's awesome. So, I'm glad yeah. to hear that. I can't wait. I can't. How am I going to be able to see this thing? Do you have any idea yet? Where it's going to? We're going to. So we're, we're we're still working 
on uh, what we're going to do as far as distribution goes. That's something that I'm working out with my partner. And um, But I definitely want to have it on streaming services, obviously. Like, that's the way to go, too. And I will, we definitely 100% plan on having, um, you know, a red carpet event. And cool. it depends on, the thing is, I don't know right now. It, I, that's why I've been telling people I have a question mark above my head. I don't know what to tell people as far as a release date and when. And but, when that's fair. I, I that's fair. That. Yeah, I get it. I understand. Yeah, just like with, with the virus thing, with this pandemic, I mean, I, I really hope in October, by October we have everything done and that there's theaters open. But I don't, you know, that's something I'm not, I don't know about. But we definitely... Regardless, we that's what we plan on doing, having a red carpet event at a few local um, independent theaters. I'll, I'll shout out Row House Theaters, one of my cool. favorite ones. Uh, Park, we, there's, we had a, a fundraiser event at this other one in McKee's Rocks. Um, it's called the Park Parkway Lounge Theater. Okay. That's one we'll have it at. And, I mean, I can keep going. There's a bunch <laughs> of them I want to go to. But, um, but the, yeah, that's, that's the, the goal is to... You know, crossing fingers that we have, we're able to get this done by October and and have a premiere and and all that stuff. So yeah, that's that's where we're at. There's a lot of cool imagery that I noticed in just that trailer alone. Uh, like, first of all, whose creepy, excellent house is that? And and I got you got a thing with the McGregor family too. I'm sure there's some story behind that. <laughs> oh yeah, that's okay. You're okay. I'll start with the house. Okay, so the house is actually. It's an old opera house in Homewood, in Homewood. and uh, actually Dave Dave O was the one who uh, founded it, and um, we're allowed we're allowed to film uh, the exterior of it, anyways. And we figured, you know, that's what we need, anyways. It's just that shot of the house. So the rest of it's kind of movie magic. Where once <laughs> it gets inside the house, and by the way, we're filming. We're still, like I said, we were almost done with the first pass. But we're filming one last uh, epic battle scene at this uh, <laughs> I love it. escape room in Harmerville, PA. It's called Imaginarium. And it that's what's going to bring that house to life, too. Because, you know, he, Felix sees that, you know, that awesome old opera house. Um, I think it's called the, the Apple the Apple House. But it, it's in Homewood. And, yeah, it's a really, it has a lot of history. It used wow. to be a jazz opera house. And, um... As far as that goes, yeah, that's what that's where that where that came about. We just were like, you know what? Let's just get this while we can. Cool. Maybe hopefully don't tear it down. <laughs> right. But, um, uh, so there's that, and um, what was the? Sorry, I already forget. Oh, McGregor. McGregor okay, family. So, it seems to be a running theme. I love so, I, I love when writers and yeah. and our artists and directors have a running theme through all their universe. Yeah. And it looks like you got Absolutely. something. <laughs> okay. So, I don't want to say anything or get too. Uh, into it but uh, originally McGregor his character was going to be in that shit um, and it just didn't it just didn't work out the way we wanted it to and but the, I created this other character that actually it's funny you mentioned that he could very well be uh, McGregor's like brother or his cousin or whatever you know he could be related to him because and the whole I would just tell you real quick about the whole back story of McGregor I just came up with this character uh, for, for A-Bit Bloodbath and Sponge and I, I just kept bringing him back he's kind of I wanted him to be like my uh, another Bruce Campbell you know diehard uh, McLean type character that's just this badass 
he's an old war vet, you know, a war vet who <laughs> is drinks heavy and doesn't give a shit and just want, you know, they, they interrupted him during his Baywatch marathon, okay? <laughs> now he's going to fight these sponge monsters, right? And all this shit's, you know, hitting the fan and he just comes out there with a flamethrower or whatever and he's just like, you know, you Swiss cheese bastards, you know, so it's just that. Yeah, I love the recurring characters like oh, yeah. movies and, you know, just that, that whole having, I think having a character like that, who's just this, you know, doesn't give a shit, you know, and he's also in, uh, I don't know if you've saw my other short film I made last Halloween, uh, we we're just talking about Sam Evil Seeds. Oh, Evil Seeds. Yeah, yeah. I called it Sam yeah. Hain. That's my, my fault. Yeah, Evil Seeds. But I, it, I it's, him, I yeah. I brought him back for that, and I was like, you know what? We can just keep, we can just keep bringing him back, man. Like he's like, <laughs> I basically made him, like I said, my Bruce Campbell type character, like that. So yeah, it's it's just fun having, and like I said, he's not even, uh, well, he is an actor now. I mean, <laughs> but I mean, like he was one of my friends, and we just were like, you know, you find these these characters, you know, these your friends that, you know, just like look at Kevin Smith, like Jay. <laughs> He wasn't an actor at first. He no, was just, no. you know, a good friend, and yep. he was funny, yeah. you know, and entertaining. So that's kind of what I, I like to do uh, as well. Um, is just find these goofy, you know, weird characters and and just you know see what we can do. You know what we can. We, I, yeah, I know so, exactly. Yeah. We had a character actually created. A character was created on this show. That has now made it into the comic book, Doctor Peeler, Demon Psychiatrist. So he was created here. I actually, unfortunately, he he had to interview a couple of rock stars that are still scarred by it. Um, one of them is actually a fan of uh, Dietrich Valhalla. Like I said, a character. So yeah, I took like something completely fake in real life and made him real in fake life. Go figure. But there, I love that. Man. There you go. <laughs> But yeah, speaking of comic books, so Demon Pros. Before we finish with batshit, um, I, I didn't get to ask you like where that's gonna go. Is it going yeah. to be one guy's um, life? This is uh, sorry guys, the graphic novel is Demon Pros, and we didn't finish talking about that earlier because there's just yeah, so much. Yeah, yeah. This guy has been very busy. I I I, I tend to put a lot of I, I put too many things on my plate because, <laughs> like I said, I mean even before this pandemic. That's always how I was. I was. I was always that way. That's how I operate. I like. I figure. You know. It's like I uh, making up for lost time is the way I look at it. Yeah. For like ten years. So, like I said, I'm not gonna. I'm trying my best not to go into a tangent about the human pros. But it. The short version I'll give you is this. Back in the day, when I was like 16 or 17. I came up with that idea, the original concept for Demon Pros, and it was supposed to be uh, not a graphic novel, but right. uh, a, a novel, a book. I was originally trying, uh, I still haven't finished one novel or anything yet, man. That's another goal of mine, uh, to actually just finish a book, you know, and that was originally supposed to be a book, so um, what happened was, yeah, long story short, I'll try to make this short. Um, it's cool. I hired about five, yeah, maybe more artists than that to to work on this, gra to, to make a graphic novel. You know, after I decided I didn't, I was like, I kind of was worn out on trying to make it a book. So I was like, hey, let's try the graphic novel uh, approach. Because back when Kick-Ass came out, right? Oh, yeah. Kick-Ass was a thing. Of course. So, I got kind of inspired by how that went down because uh. I don't know if you remember, but he was just approached by uh, a studio. He was just writing this and it wasn't even finished yet. Right. He was like on volume two or something crazy like that. He didn't even finish the whole arc, the whole story of it. 
Yep. And they asked them, and I was like, whoa. It, like, went over my head. I was like, dude, I want to get into graphic novels, man. So exactly. I thought it would be easy. No. It's it not. It was not. No. I got to say this. Uh, <laughs> Dr. Peeler issue one is is out now, and people think – and I, I'm not really promoting it myself. Other people that are involved are helping me but because I don't want to be that guy that created something during an apocalypse. But I created this three – it was three years ago. Three years ago, the characters go back – almost t- eight to ten years ago. Issue one was three years in the making, but really, we put our feet forward last Living Dead weekend that you were probably at. I met, um, well, that's when I, me and Bob Hoagland were talking about it. It might be two years of thought, but about a year of making it. So, but yes, uh, Demon Pros, I'm looking forward to that. And like you said, going into a store and finding these comic books, you have a storyboard in your hand. And now, Demon Pros, when you finish this graphic novel, you'll have yet another storyboard in your hand that's yours so yeah definitely beneficial I um actually the artist uh her name's Day Korea Day Korea probably butchering her name that's all right. from Mexico we do that too on Kettle Whistle Radio we butcher names yeah I I apologize ahead of time here (laughs) it's all right. um but so she um she actually the reason I bring her up because she's another big backbone of uh Just Berry Productions she made the logos all the logos are, um, I'm not talking about the claymation thing, but, but she made the new logo for us and she made Zombisha. Oh, cool. Um, and she's also the artist for the graphic novel. I asked her and cause I saw her illustrations, her drawings are amazing. She does her own art. She has her own, her own really crazy style, you know, <laughs> beautiful style that I love. And I was like, Kim, we have to collab on this. It took me like over 10, 15 plus years you know, maybe more because, you know, like I said, I started actually, no, 20 years because I came up with the idea like 20 years ago. Oh, man. And I had, I just, it was so hard finding an artist that not so much like, okay, yeah, that you mesh with, but also. We'll put up with they, you. Are they as into it? You know what I mean? Are they, <laughs> do they really want to do this? You know, or are they, are they putting your project on the, uh, on the shelf and saying, you know, I'm, I'm working on this thing more. And you know how it is. Yes. Artists. I mean, that's the way it is. And it, this is not a not a put down. This is not yeah. a put down out there, guys. But it, it, I know no. that you, it's like two steps forward, ten steps back. Yeah, it's nothing. This is not me in any way saying talking down to any artist. Uh, it's just I understand because mm-hmm. like we all have our own main projects that we work on. Right? Yes, yes. It's our babies and stuff. But if you're so busy and you just got to be up up front with people and communicate and tell them, Hey, look, I can't devote as much time to this project. And I, I will completely understand that. And this happens, these things happen in life. So it just took me that long to find an artist that was yes. uh, devoted to the project and we meshed really well. And, um, so yeah, we're, uh, we're planning to re- release the first volume of demon pros, um, at the living dead weekend. Nice. That's the plan. Very so cool. That, that's the goal, and uh, it's it's a combination of all things we've already talked about. It's Evil Dead. It's um, it's a it's a demon apocalypse, yeah. uh, like your story in a way. But it, it's the underdogs fighting, you know, fighting back. And uh, uh, the main character, the uh, protagonist, befriends a demon who kind of has his own agenda. I won't get all into it, but they basically team up together and. Uh, the demon used to be a human back in the dark ages and he um, basically trains him how to uh, be a warlock and 
uh, help fight these demons, the main bad, you know, succubus demon. And not to get super into it, but that's basically the just uh, general idea of it is that it's like I said, it's it's these underdogs fighting against, you know, it's a, definitely an apocalypse style, um, and it's got a lot of uh, the dark humor and comedy of Evil Dead and Hellboy. It's got some Hellboy. Um, I'll even say I, Kevin Smith. I mentioned earlier this Dogma was a huge influence on this film as well, which you'd be like, wait, what? Kind of get it. But yeah, I I love I love Kevin Smith's uh, stuff. So I, I definitely that's another huge influence of mine that over the years. That you know, it just I found that the uh, you know uh, the dark comedy of it, and also it's just when the shit hits the fan and the geeks, the, the nerds, you know, gotta fight back. And I yeah. love those kind of stories. And uh, that's that's pretty much Demon Pros. Um, I'm really excited about it. Uh, I'll just say the last thing I'll say about it. Um, is that, you know, that's really was my first, one of my first uh, babies, like, if you will, like, the mm-hmm. first uh, big stories, like, things I ever created or, or written down. So I'm real excited that, that I'm releasing that because that's, you know, think yeah. about it, that's like over 20 years that I've been working Jesus on that. Christ. I'll be buying crazy. that. I'll be purchasing <laughs> that. I guarantee. I'm looking forward to it when that comes out. I also really, really I'm want... I want sponge action figures, and I definitely want a sponge T-shirt. So I'm looking for all that at some point. Just some food for thought. No pressure. No pressure. But um, let's see here. With, back to bat shit. Um, how long is your bat shit going to – you said a feature. Are you going for an hour and a half, hour and 20 minutes? Well, how long? Oh, man. Uh, I don't what? want to tell you um, right now what it is because we're we – it's pretty it's into it i'll just tell you it's in a two-hour mark right now wow like it to be, okay yeah we have a lot there's a lot of footage um but it's i would ideally i'd like it to be under two hours i don't know exactly right. maybe an hour and a half uh i don't know what standard it is anymore for a feature i know i'll just say <laughs> you know whatever however I, I honestly like I just got the first pass and I'm in that I'm in that stage of I have to review it all and and we have to get I have to get together with the editor and say hey this stays this this unfortunately got to go but it's gonna go the stuff that we that isn't doesn't make the cut I'm just gonna put it in the DVD extras you know so we won't we will not lose any footage it's just like what can I don't want to I don't want to be in those situations where you know when you watch a movie and it kind of just drags on and you're, you're just kind of like okay yes. let's get to the point let's smoke another joint you know, <laughs> Tom style. you know just get to the point let's finish this thing so you know what i mean i do kind of where i'm at so i don't want there to be too much like too many filler you know like filler moments where you're like so I mean we're we're at that stage but i do feel it's gonna be at around there like you said an hour Probably cool. uh, under two hours, hour and a half, somewhere around that. Well, that's I look for. I can't wait for Batshit, and I get to know some of your actors here a little more. I'm going to be looking into them too. Maybe get them on the show when the time comes. We'll discuss that with Dave and uh, who's the other guy? Uh, Jerry Petrola. Jerry Petrola. Thank you. Uh, definitely. Um, I don't know if you're. Are you a fan of H.P. Lovecraft? Oh hell yeah! Okay, yeah, absolutely, man. Well, H.P. if you. Lovecraft exactly that's everything for me too um but have you watched um jeffrey a it's uh nightbreed i'm wearing a nightbreed shirt there you go clyde barker 
<laughs> my buddy Clive. Um, yeah, but the new one uh, by Jeffrey A. Brown. Have you seen that film? It's on Shutter right now. Uh, uh, what is it? The Beach House. Color? The Beach House. Oh no, I've heard about that. I didn't see that yet. That's, Check it that's out. On my radar. I liked it a lot. Not everybody likes it. If you like H.P. Lovecraft, you like cerebral stuff. It's kind of all there. But it, I, I don't yeah. know. We'll see what you think about that. That's another pick of mine, too. But, yeah, back to, like, my comic book is the H.P. Lovecraft meets Monty Python. Because, like you, like you, I believe in some comedy there, too. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I, no. I want to say I got to throw this out here for everybody listening. We really appreciate you listening. If you ever want to come on here, hit me up, uh, radio gmail.com. On Twitter, I am at Fairly Dark. On Instagram, that's my new monster, Kettle.whistle.radio.instagram, whatever the hell. Yard Panther, our uh, house band, has new songs out. Eric and Jess, uh, check out Yard Panther on Bandcamp. Um, and let's see, Todd, you can t- yell at them right now. Tell them where to find you and Just Berry Productions again. Yeah, um, like I said earlier, I'm the best place right now to find us is on the Just Berry Productions Facebook page. Uh, if you just look up Just Berry Productions, you'll find us. Um, look for the Zombisha logo. You'll see the Zombie Girl. Um, you know we have Instagram uh, Killer under Killer Wolfson, and Twitter is Just Berry Broad. Um, let's see. Uh, YouTube. We're on YouTube. Um, same thing. You just go to Just Berry Productions and subscribe to our YouTube page. We have. We're starting to make uh, create more content for that channel. Cool. Um, it's just in a working progress um i have a couple ideas for um doing like obscure horror reviews and things like that uh of that nature so yeah basically i, w- I would tell everyone right now uh go to the facebook page um and uh hit the follow you know the like button um i'm very much i post almost every day on that i try to keep people informed with either projects we're working on or other people's projects um and also just um in general it's running a a, a website um or just even just a facebook page i, I found to be it's a, it's a chore it's a lot of work but um <laughs> you know you, you have to uh you know you have to really um get yourself out there and really you know stick you know stick with it but yeah we have a uh, pretty much we update everything on there um, constantly and we'll be at the living dead weekend i I won't be at Gross. Well, I'll be at Gross Fest, just not as a vendor. But I'll be at Gross Fest, so if you see me, I'll see you there, I'll, man. I'll, I'll see you there. You know, come up. I will definitely be at your table, sir, and I'll, I'll be picking up a copy of your comic book because I support <laughs> all all other independent artists, man. Appreciate so, it. Uh, you know. The the good thing I will say this about Doctor Peeler and guys, I we do have to plug ourselves because nobody else is doing it. Um, it stands alone. Yeah. You can read it. You can collect the series when it come, when I'm done with it. But this stands alone. So if you just want to read a story, it's there. It'll make you laugh. And it's creepy as hell. Yeah. Based on some real stuff, too. Um, yeah, Dr. Peeler pretty much gets inside people's heads and sucks out the negativity. But what he does with it, well, it remains to be seen. Um, we're going to go out with the Braddock Brothers. You'll be dead. That's them, correct? Yep. Braddock Brothers. Good local boys. Um they live right down the street from for me, and uh, you know I've known these guys for a long time. Uh, <laughs> great rock and roll, you know, rock and Billy uh, band. Um, they they wrote. I actually the lead singer came over, and we worked on that song that in cool. particular that you'll be dead. I had an idea for a scene in the in that shit where where the zombies are just singing this song about all the ways Felix is gonna die. <laughs> 
And, you know, and that's what Jason came up with. Uh, Jason Martinko wrote, you'll be dead. And it's just, it's also, it's, um, it's like one of those, um, what do you call them? Those, I'm having a brain fart now. Acapella. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's very doo-woppy. Doo-wop. Yeah, I grew up with that. In my, it was in my house. My dad, I still have all the 45s from back then. I, I picked up on that immediately. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I love all that stuff, man. It's good stuff. There's not much difference between, if you actually really look at early doo-wop and the evolution, uh, evolution of punk rock, there's some disturbing similarities. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what? You're absolutely right. I, it's weird because like, I go back and... I think like okay, I love the fifties. Uh, oh, yeah. uh, the era. I'm not necessarily saying I'd want to live back then, but I mean I'd be a greaser guy. But yeah. The thing is, like I love that that just that whole uh, fast cars. I, I love the horror, the mixture of the psychobilly with the horror and the greasers and and all that stuff. So this <laughs> basically fit perfectly with that shit. Where I could I could put that little other thing that I love. And incorporate it into batches. So that's your next you endeavor, know, man. Brothers. That's your next endeavor. A 50, 1955 horror movie. Strange and unexplained events are occurring. Do a throwback. I have an idea already for that. There you I go. Do, I had one. And my only request is I want a shot at being in gelatin or jello. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jello. Yeah. It's the jello. If you yeah, ever. <laughs> would, dude, honestly, I'll tell you right now, uh, August 1st is our, our date right now that we plan to film. So if you really want to be involved with it and be in it, Gelatin. and you want to gruesome Jell-O death, yeah. seriously, let me know. Oh, hell yeah. The people love watching me die. I've died in yep. five films, I believe, uh, if you can find it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, head blown <laughs> off at, at least twice. Yeah, people love that shit. Yeah, um, yeah. so Jell-O, not gelatin. I had to spell it without the uh, hyphen. Or the, I mean, the dash. Yeah, you can't. Um, yeah, you'll get sued by Jello. Yeah, I'll get sued by Jello, and yeah. maybe Bill Cosby will come after me too. Yeah, of course. No. That's your next movie. All right, so folks, take a look around you. There's no reason for us to ask anymore. Why horror? Right? Why do we like horror? Look around you. This is how uh, guys like me and you are surviving. We were preparing for this our entire lives. <laughs> and my oh, God, yeah. you tell me there's no zombies? Look around, man. <laughs> look around. <laughs> Holy shit. Well, listen, I really, uh, Todd Killer Wolfson, I really appreciate you doing this. We'll, we'll meet at Gross Fest. We'll talk again probably uh, before this, I'm sure, before even this show goes up. I'm not sure. I'm going to have this up for you soon. And um, let's see, uh, I'm going out, anything else? I just want to say thank you uh, so much. Uh, everyone check out his your podcast um, and come out to Gross Fest and meet us. Both yeah. Because, you know, obviously we're both passionate, independent artists and, like, we love what we do. And I think that's what it's all about, going to these conventions and networking and meeting. Because you'll never know who you'll meet. Right. And you'll make new friends. And we yep. all love horror, you know, the, the genre. So that's something that is exciting as a whole. So, yeah, to, to go out, that's the last thing I got to say is come out to Gross Fest. Check out uh, my company, Just Buried Productions. Uh, check out, uh, sorry, I'm going to butcher your, what's your, <laughs> what's your company called? Kettle? Kettle Whistle Radio. Uh, but at fairly, yeah. it's fairly, basically fairly dark productions is the website for everything. Um, uh, but society, say, if you go to society, yeah, I, I gonna... the vodka, you remember that Kettle One vodka? I do. That's what I was calling you. And I was like, wait a minute, it's not Kettle One. 
Uh, he's not a vodka. He's not a vodka guy. It's kind of funny. Uh, that's actually the name of uh, the uh, intro, our theme that Charlie Fleming wrote for us. Uh, he has it listed as Kettle One. So you kind of hit on something there. But, hey, guys, if you want to hear the rest of the podcast, go to society-13.com. Check out the, the Queens of NC-17. If you like your horror movie uh, reviews stripped down to the bare minimum with some really bad dating advice, check out the Queens of NC-17. And the pop-off with Martise, definitely check her out. And that's all pop culture. It's just amazing. Her and Jay have been doing great work there, uh, especially their episode about the Corey Feldman documentary. Interesting stuff. Um, yeah, that's all at society-13.com. And thank you for listening. Thanks for being there. And I'm going to see you soon, Mr. Todd Killer Wolfson. Oh, yeah. Thanks, man. Take care. You'll be dead, 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 baby. You'll be dead, 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 baby. You'll be dead. You might go walking out in the summer sun. You wind up face down in the street, a bloody hit and a run. You might swim the ocean, the water seal your face. Death's been waiting all day long, and now it's getting late. You'll be dead, 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 baby. You'll be dead, 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 baby. You'll be dead. Your blood will splatter, blood will fall like rain. And no matter how you go, the end is all the same. You'll be dead, 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 baby. You'll be dead, 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 baby. You'll be dead. Your blood will on your chest. They just might slit your throat like down to rest. You might overdose on pills, baby, cut your veins. Jump off all the western house bridge into falling rain. You'll be Dead, 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 baby You'll be dead Dead, 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 baby You'll be dead Your guts will splatter Blood will fall like rain And no matter how you go The end is all the same Dead, 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 baby You'll be dead Dead, dead, dead Your brains will splatter, blood will fall like rain And no matter how you go, the end is all the same You're gonna get electrocuted A busload of nuns is gonna hit you You're gonna get smacked with a hatchet in the face You're gonna fall down a rocky cliff, baby You're gonna get shot with some overalls You'll be dead, 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 baby You'll be dead, 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 baby. You'll be dead, head,
Have you ever wondered what actually happens in Congress every day? Stay informed on Capitol Hill's daily happenings with a concise, factual summary of the Senate and House of Representatives activities from the previous session, free from bias, on the Congressional Record Daily Digest podcast. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and discover the process from the heart of U.S. politics. The Congressional Record Daily Digest, an electric cast production. Are you passionate about saving the planet for future generations? Do you want to learn how to do it? If yes, then you need to tune in to the Nature Back podcast. It's a talk show covering the changing world around us. From renewable energy, sustainable agriculture, circular economy, to ESG and social innovation. Don't miss this opportunity to discover how you can join the movement and make a difference. Subscribe to the Nature Back podcast today on your favorite platform and get ready to be amazed.